Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 129, and today we will be discussing sports around the world, some top sports in different countries, and also discuss how you can use sports as a way to make some new friends in different countries and cultures. And this episode will definitely give you some information and some knowledge to prepare for your sports training before you visit whichever country that we end up discussing later this episode. So we're looking forward to bringing this your way and hopefully you have all your sports equipment ready to go and your Gatorade, your Powerade, or your water at your disposal because this episode is going to get pretty intense. So we're looking forward to it and without further ado, my former soccer buddy, well I guess we would still be soccer buddies if we were in the same country, Jared, what's going on Jared? The first game I would like to play is, uh, first of all, spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Untranslatable Podcast and Untranslatable One, respectively. <laughs> wow. Brilliant. <laughs> and uh, hit us up there and let us know Jared versus Chad, who would win in a death match. <laughs> um, that's the real sport that we'd all like to see, isn't it? Come on, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> spread a little love and also please uh five star reviews uh hello yeah this is uh I, I, quick first question what's your favorite sport you know i've i've had difficulty answering this one because my students have been asking me the same question and i think mm. it really depends on the day of the week um really depends yeah. some days it's definitely soccer or as everyone else around the world says football football Otherwise, I mean, some, some days it's tennis. Uh, shout out to uh, oh, Rafael right. Nadal for winning the U.S. Open. I think that was like his 19th or 20th Grand Slam title, and he's one of my favorite tennis players. Um, I heard one, he's very mm -hmm. close to catching up with, uh, who's the other guy? Federer? Federer. I think Federer. so. Federer, Federer has 24 or 25 titles, somewhere around there, I think. Oh, man. So, yeah. How old are Nadal's they? always been... Uh, well, Federer, I think, is 35 or 36, and Nadal's 31 okay. or 32, which Damn, to play at the level that they're left. playing, uh, well, Federer does too. I mean, Federer makes it look effortless. It's amazing. And I've seen the guy play live three or four times, actually both oh, of cool. them. And Federer does not break a he barely breaks a sweat when he plays. I don't get it. Mm. I really don't Jogs get it. Jogs out of the place. <laughs> right. I I'm I'm doing my warm-ups for tennis and I'm already like drenched in sweat and Federer's <laughs> out here playing a two, three hour match, barely has a bit of sweat rolling down his face. I used to do insanity, which is like a uh like one of those little TV workouts where you know you do like mm -hmm. all these sort of movements around in your house and we I did like the first the first one I was like oh my god this is exhausting this is probably almost over and Sean T was like all right now we're f finishing up the warm up <laughs> like what <laughs> right right <laughs> the warm up I'm dead <laughs> right right well Jared so you asked my favorite sport I would say yes I would say they kind of it depends on the day and but I would say they rotate between the following three soccer or football table tennis. And tennis, and then a, a close fourth would probably be basketball. I've always enjoyed basketball. First of all, you can't. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unfair to say table tennis and tennis are two different things or the same ooh, thing. Uh, ooh, Didn't you just classify yourself? them as the same thing? No, I didn't. 
Oh, you said two and no. three. Excuse me. I misunderstood yeah. you yeah, at yeah. first. Okay, no. okay. I was like, well, those They're are completely different things. <laughs> someone who has played table tennis and tennis for quite a long time, uh, they are very different. And actually, I, because I, I, I misunderstood started, you. I, I thought you were saying good. they were similar. You're good. But because I started with table tennis before I started tennis, I had a couple habits from table tennis I had to break when I was mm. learning how to play tennis. So mm-hmm. you would think it translates very well, but there are a couple big differences. Like in table tennis, you can use a lot more wrist motion on certain shots. And in tennis, you really, you really shouldn't do that unless you have a really strong wrist or you have impeccable timing. And I don't really know if I have either of those things. So yeah, but what about you, Jared? What are your <laughs> oh, favorite on, sports? Man. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I mean, my passion as a kid was definitely soccer. You know, I played it ever since I was like, you know, I could, you know, since I was old enough to play like four or five up until uh, high school. And then uh, I guess laziness took over is what I would say. (laughs) I still watch soccer sometimes. I'm like, I could do that. Um, But uh, (laughs) I'm sure I couldn't. Um, But um, so but like I used to enjoy well, when I played soccer when I was younger, I never really watched it. Like when I lived in the U.S., even when I lived in Germany, I never really watched soccer. When I came back to the U.S., though, I started watching soccer. I think that's because when I—that's when I really got into playing FIFA. I think that had a lot to do with it. FIFA makes it okay. very easy to sure. like learn learn players and sort of get into it. And so, oh, like, absolutely. I got into it. And now I'm and now I'm kind of out of it again. I haven't really watched soccer in a while, but like, I still love it, and I, I'd still happily play whenever I get the chance. But the trick to playing often is having friends. And if anyone's right. listened to more than one episode of this, they'd know that's not my strong suit. Um, but um, I, we I'm play sure the there's time, a though. league in Ferndale, though, that you could easily join oh, for and make sure. some cool friends. One of my coworkers sh- plays on like three that. different leagues. Oh, there you go, oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, nice what, am I supposed easy. to ask him? Hey, can I play? Yeah, you're a good soccer player. Oh, is that player. how that works? Yeah, that is exactly I didn't know that's how, how that works. works. I thought I had to be invited. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm just less... <laughs> I don't know what the right terminology is here, Jared, but I, I guess bashful. I would invite myself. Yeah, yeah, more bashful. And I would definitely be like, hey, can, can I join you guys? Can I come play? But, no, that's what you should be yeah. doing. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's the healthy thing to do. Well, I think um, I told you, Jared, I was walking around uh, my apartment complex and I found a building where they have like a foosball table and also a ping pong table. So once I buy my, mm. uh, my table tennis uh, paddle here, my ping pong paddle. I'm gonna definitely check out that place. Hopefully, befriend some old Chinese dudes and start playing table tennis with them. I, I I'd be very excited to hear about that. And I feel like you would you as like a um I mean like you've that's one of your favorite sports as you just mentioned. And I know mm-hmm. that it's you're very passionate about it. Uh, China's got to be one of the meccas, right? It is, and we'll talk about that more in the main segment. But it is. Oh I right, would just I forgot. Say, <laughs> I will just say, oh no! Actually, today we're just we're dropping everything and just talking about sports for an hour and a half, um, uh, which we probably could do. But anyways, um, China has one, been a powerhouse one more, one more. for a long, long time. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, sorry. Okay, I just want, I just want mm-hmm. to uh, one more. Mm-hmm. My recent favorite, new favorite sport is definitely Formula One, and right. um, you know, granted, I haven't been watching a, I haven't even been watching a year. Let me clarify, but. There is a TV. They have like a TV show on um, Netflix. It's great because it, it's it's about the uh, like it, they talk about the previous season, and they make it like they sort of focus on a different team or uh, racer every episode. 
Oh, cool. And so you you get to see sort of all the behind the scenes drama, all the sort of drama between uh, teammates. You know, every Formula One team has uh, two racers that race, you know, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are all, you know, the best racers in the world. So there's a lot of competition even within the teams and sort of, uh, you know, situations where teammates maybe are responsible for another teammate crashing or something like that. Which is not great, uh, if you right. <laughs> didn't know that. No kidding, um, right. But that show was did a very good job of getting us interested. Like, when we first watched the first episode of this show, we kind of, like, laughed, like, ha, ha, ha. And then we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to keep watching this. Next thing. <laughs> and so very pretentious I've only laugh been watching you, Jared. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, I've only been watching it for, uh, I'd say, maybe six months at this point. Um, but I've watched every race okay. since then, and I haven't. I have I've, I haven't missed one, so and I'm very into it. And like I, I you know I follow them on all the social medias. My girlfriend's into Reddit, so she follows like the Reddits and all this stuff. And so oh, we're nice. real into it. And so that's definitely my current favorite, and one that I that's the only one that I actually is like appointment watching for me too. Okay, I, so, I yeah, was those actually going to ask favorites. you about Formula One, but you answered it all. So fantastic. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk more about sports in a bit, but I think it's time. Well, before yeah. we spread a little love. I do, I do have a little story for you, Jared. So yesterday, okay, I had to go uh, give you a little China update and for all of, all of our listeners in the States yes. who have been curious about what's been going on in China. Done with two weeks of lessons, which was good. Got a text message, though, from one of two my weeks. students um, that uh, said, uh, and so I actually, it's kind of funny, I have my students calling me Mr. Bowsley. Or if, or if they have difficulty pronouncing my last name, they call me Mr. B, one or the other. And mm-hmm. uh, not going with first name basis this time. Um, so that's a little weird. It's a little different. Did you do that in Czech Republic? No, I went by first name basis because they introduced me as Interesting Chad Interesting, too. There. Yeah. They introduced me as Did they do that with all their teachers? Um, no, no. All, the, oh, okay. all the other teachers, they... But I think the other thing is, too, is we were told this in the Czech Republic, that if you want a more formal relationship with your students and have kind of in a way more boundaries go by mr whatever miss or mrs well i guess it would, well, so it's kind of a contra- it's people. kind of a contra it's kind of a contradiction to uh hang out with your students at bars and clubs and then also have them call you mr bowsley <laughs> right exactly whereas i thought here you know i figured it's better I told them in class, I was like, in class, once once we get started, it's Mr. B or Mr. Bowsley. Outside of class, if you want, you're welcome to call me Chad. And I had my first English mm-hmm. corner, which is like a conversation hour on Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. And that was one. It was a lot of fun. But I was amazed, dude. So um, the, the original classroom we were going to use was taken for like some speaking competition. And so we had to find another room. And so I thought there'd be like 10, 15, 20 students. Dude, I saw literally like, uh, like this, just like crowd of Chinese students coming up the stairwell, and I'm like, holy shit! There were about forty-five <laughs> to fifty people in my first conversation hour, my English corner on Wednesday. Wow! Um, so thankfully, I had tried Is that to almost too many. Well, it's it's too many in terms of I just cannot talk to everybody. Um, and spend a ton of time talking with everybody. Um, so right. so it, gives, it gives me less opportunities to give them more personalized feedback. Um, and so they just have to do a lot more discussions amongst themselves, which is fine. 
um, but I'm sure some of them would prefer a bit more one-on-one -on -one time with a native speaker. Um, but you know, it, it worked out really well, but I have to tell you, man, so I, I'm always curious what my students are thinking. So once again, I, I resorted back to my old ways, Jared, and I had the students do mm -hmm. an ask me anything at the end of the lesson. And oh, what kind of questions? I feel like we, I feel like you would have learned. <laughs> well, I figured here it would be a bit more tame and it most definitely was much more tame. Yeah. Um, that's fair i can't imagine i i couldn't like i don't know why but it seems it's just more formal like it seemed crazy right. to ask uh when did you lose your virginity and all this ridiculous right. stuff that you got asked in, in the uh, Czech, Czech Republic. Republic right so what do you think the students ask me jared um okay 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 <laughs> hold on uh this is tough but i want to guess Mm -hmm. um, about your family. Believe it or not, I didn't get any questions about my family. Hmm. So no, like sibling questions or anything nope. about that. Mm -mm. Nope. Do they ask you like, what's the U.S. like? Also, no. Mm -mm. Okay. Not really. The only question I got so far about the U.S. was what is what are like common American wedding traditions. Mm. which I was very curious That's an about. interesting question. And it's very specific. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I even really have an answer to that question. I, that's what I told them. I was like, because we were coming towards the end of the hour, and I was like, I'm going to save some of these for next week. Let me think about this one and do a little bit of research because... Did they write them down? Yeah. So what I had them do is I had them write them down, and I told them, if you want, you can write your name. If not, you don't have to. Um, just because... I wanted them to be able to ask me whatever they wanted and not feel like I would judge them one way or another depending on what they asked. And I figured I figured if there mm -hmm. were any incredibly inappropriate questions, I would just not read them. Just don't. And, just leave them out. Right. Yeah, exactly. But what do you think was the most common question that was asked of me, Jared? I got this I mean, I'm not even close. I'm zero for two. You are. Um, Sorry, make a girlfriend. Three. Yes, very good. Very good. Ooh. I got... I had four, four sheets of paper that had, do you have a girlfriend? And then there was another one. No name on them. That, no names on them. Then there was another mm. one that said, uh, do you plan on marrying a Chinese girl? So there you go. So <laughs> I have an inkling that maybe a couple of the students that came to the conversation hour might have a bit of a crush on me, which is a little weird, but hey, it is what it is, I guess. So um yeah and then another student also wrote um do you prefer girls with long hair or short hair so that was kind of interesting um <laughs> yeah, just imagine you say like short and, and then the next class in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is everyone bald uh, all right. of a sudden <laughs> oh i should have said that actually i prefer girls with a, a shaved head oh that would have been funny <laughs> only bald that would have been funny um Let's oh see my here. Gosh. And then uh, one of the students that came uh, to the conversation hour or the English corner, he actually speaks German. And so he wrote his question for me in German. And he wrote, uh, Haben Sie an einer deutschen Uni studiert? And so uh, then I told him, I read it in German and everyone was like, oh, like they were like amazed. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, people, it's not, it's not that amazing. Like you all can speak English. Like you speak a second language. <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> and so I read the question in German and then I translated it for everybody. And then I told them about Vienna. Um, 
should have plugged the podcast, but I didn't. Uh, maybe next time. Um, but yeah, a little early. It's a little early. That's true. That is true. Do they even, can um, they even get it in China? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Well, I mean, <laughs> can they? I'm not sure. That's a really good question. Oh, now if you have oh, Spotify, if you have Spotify Premium here, um, it works. Now I can't okay. see like the song suggestions of my friends because I think that's linked up with Facebook. Right. But otherwise, you, maybe you can check. Well, you can check iTunes and let me know too. The weird thing about iTunes so far is I've tried to I've tried to use it on my computer and on my phone, like to go to the store. And mm-hmm. on my phone I have internet connection. On my computer I have internet connection, and it says please connect to Wi-Fi or like something like this. So the store like won't connect. But I, I think there is an iTunes store here in China. But I'm talking about podcasts though. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll take a look. We, and see. Do you know where our podcast shows up? I do. Uh, I know how to find it. Don't <laughs> okay. you worry. But yeah. But uh, that was but, a oh, lot of so fun. So any more good questions from your uh, uh, students? Let's, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Uh, I had one question. Do I vote for Trump or Hillary? And then I had to kind of explain the concept of, in theory, the better of two evils, even though they were both bad choices in my own political opinion. Um, the students were laughing so when I said So you did that. tell them who you voted for? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, I did. They don't like Trump but there? Uh, I think it's 50-50. I think some of them like, hmm. they like him because the narrative over here is that he is a very good businessman and he wants to improve business relations with China, but I think it really depends on how you look at that. Um, that doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem right. to be how it's, okay, listen, right. this is not. That's true. <laughs> so they asked me who I voted for. Um, the big one was okay. if I had a girlfriend That makes or not. sense. You got asked that right. in Czech Republic too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I did. The funny thing was though too, is I was talking to a colleague of mine and she told me, she was like, yeah, you probably should have just lied and told me you had a girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't want to just lie to my students. And she's like, she's like, I'm well, with, I'm with, I'm with them. Yeah. Well, she was like, she was like, now you're definitely going to have like students that are going to like probably have like a bit of a crush on you. And then like. You'll be wondering in class, like, are they actually paying attention or are they daydreaming or who knows what? Um, so, so yeah. Who, 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 what kind of, what kind of egotistical weirdo looks at someone and is like, this person's probably daydreaming about me again. Man, I can't <laughs> right? get anything done. Right. I, yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you, Jared. I agree with you. But uh, I guess the last thing that was really funny and kind of an ego booster was um, on Tuesday. Uh, I had my students do a homework assignment where they brought in three objects that were important to them. So it could have been a picture of their family, maybe a gift from family or boyfriend or girlfriend or a friend, um, picture of their pet, whatever, right? And so I asked the class, I said, you know, what do you think I would have brought in? You know, what things are important to me? And all the students said books. I guess? Sure, sure. So books was the one that the students all guessed right. What, what else do you think that, well, what do you think I would have brought I mean, in? Obviously, guitars. That's yep. Yep. obvious. Yep. And then probably a picture of your dog. Yep. Yep. Show them a picture there of Basset go. Hounds, and they all went, aw, like simultaneously. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, and your uh, Samson Q2U, because you're a dedicated podcast. That's right. You better, you better <laughs> believe it. Um, the, or headphones. Either or. Oh, that's true. Either or. Mm-hmm. But uh, the funny thing was, so I asked, my, I asked my students, and they all guessed books right, and one student was like, maybe a German book. I was like, that's a really, really great idea. Sure. Another student said a ping pong ball, which I was like, yeah, good. 
But then, then these two, these two girl students in like near the front row were like laughing. And so I was curious, you know, I was like, what, what are they laughing about? So I asked the girl who was laughing kind of hard. I was like, so, so tell us, what do you think I would bring? And she like, she gets really red in the face and she kind of laughs and she like looks at me and looks around and she's like, she didn't really know how to put it at first. So she was like, me. I, I think, <laughs> well, she, <laughs> right. She was like, what did she say? She said, it was a little strange the way she worded it, but she was like, you, you, you brought handsome in today. And I'm like, I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And she's like, she's like, you look very handsome today. And then the whole class erupts in laughter. I also start laughing. Uh, and it was just so funny though. Like the, the way, the way she said it. And it was also so like, yeah, kind of cute and innocent and like, um, but I, I, I thought about it, I'm like, you can't really... But these people are like in their 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all juniors. So how cute and innocent is it? I mean, well, so they're, I've all, had, of, I've, uh, I've they're had all of very active age, if you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> well, well, Jared, I think in China it's a little different because what, what some of my they friends have told me... They don't just me, throw it around like we do not here. Not like we do. They're, they're, not, they're not savages <laughs> like we are, Jared. They're not savages. Um, from, from what I've been told... Um, now take this. Well, I think it seems fairly accurate, but from what I've been told by a couple of my friends who have spent a lot of time in China, is that m- most more traditional Chinese kids will have one, maybe two significant others, and marry either the first one or maybe the second one. Um, and a lot okay. of times that will happen in college. So yeah, they're not as Jared said, they're not throwing it around like we are. Um, and <laughs> it also seems like Chinese kids, the royal we, not me and Chad, by the way. Right, exactly. Jared and I are saints, by the way. If you didn't know, but um, I'm in a loving relationship. Right, I'm I'm single and ready to mingle. I guess ready but, to throw it around. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways, so uh, but what a couple of my friends have told me is that um, Chinese kids tend to live a bit more of a sheltered life. Um, for one, like, you know, mm. they live with their parents. It's not like you can like go spend the night at your boyfriend or girlfriend's house. Some parents will not allow their children to date. And my parents won't let me do that either. Just to be um, clear. Right. Jared was still throwing it around though. Just, they didn't know about it. But anyways, right, listen, Chad, this uh, is I'm a just kidding. family podcast. But a- anyways, um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, so college is kind of when they first start dating and a lot of times the first, first significant other, and maybe if that one for some reason doesn't work out in the second one, they will end up marrying um, so it's a lot different. Yeah. So I've been, I've been warned, right. like if you date a Chinese girl, like she might expect you to marry her. So I'm like, eh, well, we'll see if I date any Chinese girls while I'm right, here. Right, right. Um, but it was interesting. <laughs> so, um, I, so the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, this whole tangent about China is, uh, yesterday was one, my first experience on public transportation in China. That was really interesting Ooh. because I was on the bus and there were a couple of abrupt stops and I'm not sure how I didn't eat shit on the bus. Like I had a death grip on Wait, the like, handle. Before yeah. we even get to that, mm-hmm. the holy shit handle. Before we get to that, <laughs> how'd you get your tickets? So, well, so first of all, the whole reason why I was on the bus was I needed to get my work permit and then file for my residency permit. So I have my work permit. So now technically I can legally work here in China. Um, so that's good. It's been approved oh, by the Office of uh, Parada. Foreign, it's, what, it's like the Foreign Bureau of Exit and Entry. Or no, that's, sorry, that's the Foreign... Work Bureau, the Bureau for Exit and Entry. Oh, sorry, I'm a little sleepy today. This is morning my time, evening Jared's time. But anyway, so the 
the other, the exit and entry bureau is the one for foreigners to get the residency permit. So we had to go there and then we had to take mm. a bus to get back to campus. And so my foreign affairs officer uh, was the one who paid for the bus tickets uh, because for the bus, you need oh, to pay okay. using your phone, which I still don't have yet because I don't have a Chinese bank oh. account and I don't have a residency permit. So I've been paying for cash, paying with cash for everything. And it's really funny some of the looks people give me. Like I've been to a couple of restaurants and they look at me and they're like, oh, really? Like you're going to make what me open up a register this? and give you change? Like really? <laughs> you know, so, what so yeah. to do with this? Right. But yeah, so I took the bus. So that was crazy. I've never heard a bus driver honk the horn so many times in my entire life. Um, and the other crazy thing is too, dude, you have people on like mopeds and like electric scooters right. taking the bustling and there's like little to no space and they squeeze by. Like I could never be one of by those By the people door on side? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. It was wild. Um, and the, the crazy thing too, Jared, Is that the is, first time you've been in a car since you've been there? No. no I've, I've, in in taking, Jinan? Excuse me. In Jinan, I've taken cabs a couple of times. I've been on the okay. shuttle so bus. So you know what the... So, so is it pretty hectic in general, the traffic? It depends when you go. If you leave in the morning okay. after rush hour, it's not too bad. I've been, though. I've been, are, they, mm-hmm. are they rule followers there? So that's the thing, is that I have no idea what the laws and the rules are on the road. I have seen, I kid you not, Jared, I have seen cab drivers get off the road and take the bike path, which is wide enough for most of the smaller taxis, and they'll zoom down the bike path. <laughs> um, so I'm not really sure what the uh, laws are many with the stuff. roads here. Um, <laughs> but what I will tell you is I would not be able to drive here because I'm not an assertive enough driver, and you have to be very assertive. No. You have to be willing to like squeeze into spaces that I have never seen people to try to squeeze in before. Um, and and I, it's a lot of games of chicken, it feels like, with other people, you oh, know. Oh, for sure. And I will tell you this, Where it's Jared. like, I'm going to change lanes, and if you're, you're either going to let me in or I'm going to run into you. Right, exactly. <laughs> the two options exactly. right now. <laughs> right. And the other thing is, You too, don't think I'm going to do it. Right, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> I think it's a whole different mentality driving around here. And I will tell you, your cousin Chris mm-hmm. would not last a day here. Based on our New Year's Eve story where he got motion sickness <laughs> in the cab, he would not last a day here. Yes. It is crazy. <laughs> and like I said, there were a few times on the bus where I was like, I'm going to eat shit and run into this poor old Chinese woman standing in front of me, and I'm going to feel so bad. But I had my death grip on the mm-hmm. oh shit handles up top, the little bars where you can grab, and everything was okay. <laughs> so, But it was interesting. It was kind of cool. Nice. Um, to do that, so and was it packed? The bus packed? Uh, not too bad. It it wasn't too bad. The last thing I will mention. Sorry, okay. there, I just re- I need to write these down so it's a bit more succinct for all of our listeners. I can't talk apparently today either. Uh, no, last thing on, though, I'm, I went I'm to a Chinese this. place for dinner, um, and I went to this like smaller place, but it was kind of busy. So I thought, okay, this is probably a safe bet. Jared probably thinks this is a diarrhea story. This is not a diarrhea story, thankfully. But this is a story of... I'm actually glad it's not. I don't want you to get diarrhea. Right. right. Trust me. Neither of us do. But um, <laughs> but so I went to this place, and uh, and it was like a, like a noodle place and uh, like a soup and noodle place. And so I ordered... I took my phone, and thankfully, Google Translate was working. Because some places, they'll actually have stuff in English below it. Some places won't. And so this place, though, it was pretty cheap. It was 12 RMB for, uh, for this chicken dish. And the chicken dish I got, it's called mouth-watering chicken. And um, mm. let me tell you, dude, it should be called mouth-numbing chicken because it was spicy. 
and literally by the end of the meal, my lips, I kid you not, my lips were numb and I've like, it was good, but I've never had, like, I guess in China, there are a few different styles of spice and one of them is like a numbing spice. And the funny thing was I was eating it with chopsticks. Oh, chopsticks. that's the point of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a numbing spice because um, it has a different flavor. Okay. It was good. That? Um, but when I was eating it and I like started to feel this numbing spice, I was like, great. This is not going to be good the next day. Like, this is not going to be good. Mm. Um, but that was all fine for those of you who were curious. But the funny thing was... <laughs> How was, long was your mouth numb? It was... Well, so I went to that ice cream place that we talked about on either the last episode or the one before that with mm-hmm. the, the that sea reinvigorated salt. And, it. Yeah, the... the <laughs> The neon pink and uh, light electric blue colored ice cream. Love you that. You said ice you were cream. gonna post that picture. Oh shoot! I need what to do that. What episode was that? I think it was the last. one. I don't remember what episode one that was. I'll post it. I'll post it once we hang up because I need to log on. Anyways, so no, um, you won't. But so I, I, it was numb maybe for about ten minutes, and then I got ice cream. And then there was no more numbness. But I'll have to do another experiment without okay. the ice cream and see how long the numbness lasts. Um, I. Yeah. Like that you're testing your food limits, though. That's yep. good. Yep. And I that was, makes me excited. The funny thing was I was using chopsticks, and I was fine. But the woman brought over a spoon. Like, she saw, she saw me using mm. my chopsticks, and I was eating the food. I was able to get it to my mouth, and I'm sure it wasn't the correct way to hold them. But she, like, brought right. me a spoon. And I was like, I, was like, I mean, thank well, you. I was but- about to say, you were probably fine in your eyes. You're like, oh, I'm right. doing... And, but every, she probably looked at you and was like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> probably. Probably. Well, Jared, I could talk for hours about stuff going on here in China, but I think now it's definitely time to... Yeah, we'll sprinkle it out a little bit over uh, over some episodes. That's because right. I, I love hearing it, too. Honestly, I shouldn't have... It's my fault, Chad. I shouldn't have talked about the sports. We have a whole main topic for that. That's true. That's all right. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, for now, spread a little love. Let's do it. Absolutely. So I have two celebrity shout-outs today, and I have a country okay, shout-out. thank out. you. So we'll, we'll, that's I did right. do something. They're all about Jared, actually, everybody. <laughs> no, so the, my first one goes to J.K. Rowling, who has donated 15.3 million pounds to the University of Edinburgh to help improve the lives of people with MS, or multiple sclerosis, or similar uh, neurodegenerative diseases. And so what's nice is that um, a lot of this money will be spent on building new centers, and uh, this is going to be called the Anne Rawling Regenerative, I can't say that word today, god damn it, Regenerative uh, Neurology Clinic, which was set up after a previous donation from Rawling in 2010. Uh, And so her mother passed away, unfortunately, from MS at the age of 45. Mm. And so I think this is really great that she is... Um, helping all these people and donating so much money, um, which will hopefully make a difference for the lives of thousands, maybe even millions of people. So I think that's awesome. So lots of love to J.K. Rowling. You betcha. She just seems like a great woman in general. Like the the clapback tweets she sends are hilarious and so on point. Mm-hmm. And obviously she has influenced. She's great on Twitter. Right. And she's influenced and she so really, many people through Harry Potter. Yeah, and she also seems like she really does try to give back, you know, because she's clearly balling on levels that most rich people can't even understand. Right. Um, so it, it is good that she actually tries to, you know, use that for good, and she it seems like she does. So absolutely, I like her. I, absolutely, she seems like she seems she seems like good people. I feel like absolutely. we'd get along. Hey, hit us up if you want to be on the pod. That's JK. right. We'd love to hear from Wait, you. Absolutely. J.K. Rowling. I'm not saying just kidding. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. 
<clears throat> so my next uh, celebrity shout out for today, Jared, goes out to the GOAT, in my opinion, probably our generation and maybe the generation that's older than us would agree that he is the GOAT, Michael Jordan. A lot of younger kids, I think, mm. associate the GOAT with LeBron James, which is fine. He's a great player. I'm just saying MJ was, was the man back in the day. I loved watching him play basketball as a kid. Anyways, um, did, he has donated $1 million um, to the Bahamas to help with Hurricane Dorian. And he says wow. he will continue to donate money to different charities who he thinks will be uh, beneficial for the Bahamas after the devastation from the hurricane. And uh, Michael Jordan, and I quote, said this, I'm devastated to see the destruction that Hurricane Dorian has brought to the Bahamas, uh, where I visit frequently. Um, my heart goes out to everyone who is <laughs> suffering and those who have lost loved ones. So I think that's really great. And believe it or not, Jared, uh, this is not the first time Michael Jordan has donated money for hurricane relief efforts. He has donated money as well uh, to his home state of North Carolina and uh, other places as well. So I think it's really great that he is willing to donate some of his money to the Bahamas, and we hope everyone there um, is doing all right, and hopefully this money will help rebuild and get people back on their feet. So that's great. So thank you, Michael Jordan. Uh, my last shout-out for today, it's Jared. just a... What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought you, I thought you said you only had two shout-outs. Nope. And uh, uh, two celebrity shout-outs and one country shout-out. And my one country shout-out... Gotcha is uh, going out to our people in Bavaria and Berlin who have shown there has been a big peak in urban gardening, which has uh, basically given people healthy and fresh products without long transportation routes. So it's healthier in terms of the freshness and also healthier for the environment in terms of where it needs to, uh, f how far it needs to be transported. So there's a lot of different urban farming now in in uh, Berlin, and also a lot of um, new farming things happening in Bavaria as well. So I think that's really great, and it's really awesome that they're doing this. And these and this is showing like alternative forms of food production, where you have farms yeah. within city limits. You use aquaculture facilities, um, and what's really crazy is saltwater shrimp, Jared, are being raised in the village of Langenpreising, which is near Munich. Um, I'm not sure how they do this, but I'm assuming you have... Yeah, like, I was going to say, how is that possible? <laughs> right, right. I have no idea, but I think it's really awesome that they're able to make this happen. And, I mean, Germany has always been, I would say, kind of on the forefront of innovative technologies, for sure. I think you it's betcha. great that they are doing this. So it's really great. And so here you go, Jared. This is how yeah. this is how the shrimp works. I just, just came across it. So the city farmers had to abandon their hopes um, of a completely circular economy in which nutrient... Uh, fish water would be cleaned by the plants um so now what they realized is they need water with different ph values um and so that i guess is a way that they've been able to raise the shrimp and now what's also interesting too is they've okay. been experimenting with a wide variety of uh assortments of vegetables um and apparently basil is a great vegetable um to grow um with urban farming so it's kind of interesting and so they also use it i guess for they somehow use it with uh fish as well um so kind of interesting and apparently the experimentation phase tends to be more or less over in germany and now they're able to really start uh producing so i think that's awesome so shout out to all of our 
homies, all of our uh, oidas in Germany, uh, or I guess autos in Germany, uh, doing this is really <laughs> great. Yeah, easy. That's true. My Viennese German slipped out there. Sorry, people. So, Jared, do you happen to know what time it is? Oh, I do. That's the untranslatable Perfect. level, everyone. That means it's time for those idioms, sayings, proverbs, all that good stuff that don't make any sense That's if you right. translate them literally, but they do mean something to, uh, to those people, and we're going to decipher them. Uh, That's right. I'll start. My first one's Dutch, and it goes, Alsof er in engeltehe over jetong pist. Whew. As, as if he has a gold, is it Tasha? No, 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 no. You were started off no. good. As if, uh, er, uh, alzor er in engelte, maybe. Okay. Uh, obad, or no, obad, excuse me. <laughs> Ofer yetong pist. As if, do you want to... Keep guessing, or give me give me the translation. No, give me the translation. As if a small angel pees on your tongue. Oh, that's when something's tasty. Yes, it is. I love that one. I really enjoy the. Uh, I, I like the uh, last week we did. Uh, my cheeks are falling off. I believe that was Japanese, mm-hmm. or yeah. last episode. It wasn't last week, but um, maybe it was. I, I don't, I'm so confused. I don't even know what date is right now. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like that one. As if a small angel pees on your tongue. Right. You only you can my, be so lucky. My <laughs> right. My favorite though, in terms of like when something is good in relation to wine, is the French one about what is it, baby Jesus in velvet underpants? Oh yeah, that was one of the right. early early ones. Yeah, that's one you of my clearly favorites. Clearly, do like though. that one. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I love that, that one. <laughs> I'm gonna start to have to. Well, I don't really drink wine. I, I like it, but I don't really. I'm not a big wine drinker. I do. But if I ever become a wine connoisseur, I'm gonna start to use that one in English. Well, cool, Jared. Well, so I met the Arabic teacher uh, yesterday. He's from Egypt, and uh, due to him, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna uh, give you some Arabic untranslatables today, and I also have a Shout few out Chinese from you as well. Um, and it was really funny. So he he's learning English right now, so his English isn't. Isn't great. He's a beginner. Um, and Does so, he speak Chinese? So he, no. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Um, he, he's, I mean, he's more or less kind of like me. You know, he speaks right. Speaks his native language and how long he'd doesn't there. speak Chinese. Uh, but, yeah, and he just got here as well. So, But the oh, funny okay. thing was is that I told him, um, assalamu alaikum. And so he, re- he was super, you know, he was super excited and said, assalamu alaikum to me. And then he said, marhaba, and I said, marhaba, and he was all excited. Um, what does that mean? So I'm, I'm hoping, that's just like, hello. It's like a greeting. Oh, okay. Um, I knew the, uh, yeah, could, I didn't, I've never heard marhaba and, and before. Now, and now, I don't know, though, if it's politically correct, if you're a non-Muslim, to say, assalamu alaikum. I'm not sure, mm. because I know, and I hope I didn't, I don't think I offended him, but... Um, so any of our listeners out there who speak Arabic, <laughs> please let us know on translatablepodcast at gmail.com because yeah. I don't want to offend anybody. But I do like but he that didn't that seem phrase like means... he responded as if you were he didn't like respond in an offended way though. Like he seemed you said he right. seemed to like like it. 
Right. Right. But so now I'm hoping to learn some random Arabic because he's learning English. So I figure, you mm-hmm. know what, dude, you're learning my language. I'm going to try to learn a little bit of Arabic and try to converse with you. Could so you anyways, that, that's make a new friend and do I, like a teach him English as like you did in Czech Republic with Czech? Probably. Yeah. Should probably. look into that. Hey, there you go. I, I should. It'd be cool to, to be able to speak some Arabic. Anyways, I'm going to try to speak some Arabic now and give you some <laughs> untranslatable phrases, Jared. So here we go. The first one is el el uh, wait sorry el bab el yegalak mino el rey cero u estare which means close the door that brings the wind and relax this is definitely something you would say to me jared oh it's just like take a chill pill mm. or is it like stop worrying we'll, 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 we'll give it to you basically what it means is Block whatever is causing you stress in your life and don't worry about it. Mm. I can't. Im- I don't. I wouldn't tell you that. I I worry about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, Jared. Uh, my next one is Brazilian port Portuguese, as you would say. Uh-huh. Uh Estou 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 e an andando estou cajando e andando there we go i mean there Which we go means? i still probably said it wrong uh i'm shitting and walking <laughs> so i guess it's like estoy okay. would be like like that's what it would be for spanish yeah. right yeah okay yeah and, and and i and i can't pronounce it so i feel like a hypocrite trying to tell you the way it should be pronounced but that i believe that's one of the the nasally sounds in brazil yeah, it's O U. Yeah, but I, think I was that's like supposed a U, a, wouldn't it be? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Let me talk to my good friend Andrea, and I'll see if I can have her. Can you send that uh, untranslatable to me, like the written one, and I'll send it to her, and I'll I'll see if I can get her to record it for me, and then, um, then then we'll know how it's uh, said. But so so it's I'm walking and I'm shitting, or I'm shitting and I'm mm-hmm. walking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm shitting and I'm walking. Sounds like I just went to a bad Chinese restaurant and I'm trying to run home. Um, uh, Chad's let's got see that here. in his future. Oh, it's, let's, um, hope, let's hope not. Can you give me a clue? Yeah, you, I don't even it's, know where it's, to begin it's with It's kind of like a proclamation. So, like, oh, is it like when you have like an epiphany? No, <laughs> no, okay. a butt okay. epiphany. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it um, it's so so um, for example, let's say that you and I were uh, you and I were driving somewhere when we were taking mm-hmm. uh, we were taking my car, and uh, I had the windows down and it started pouring rain. And you mm-hmm. were nice enough to start rolling up your window, and I would just, uh, and I just rolled it right back down after you rolled it up. And you're like, "Dude, uh, it's pouring rain. Don't you want to like, um, uh, don't you want to like keep your car dry?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm shitting and I'm walking. Keep those windows down, son." So it's just like I don't give a, f- I don't care. There you go. Okay, you were okay. right the first time. I don't time. care. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> right. The actual translation. The actual uh-huh. translation is I don't give a damn. Not translation, but that's what okay. the website that I got it from right. said. So yeah, right. you were right on point there. All right. I just Here sent we go. it to I you. like that one. Okay. Oh, perfect. Thank you. All right. 
So this one, I think, Jared, you'll be able... Well, I hate always doing this because I feel it puts you on the spot, but I think this one you'll be able to get because <laughs> I think it's fairly cl- clear. So this is Chinese. Okay. It's, it's one of the four character phrases uh, and uh, also known, I believe, as Cheng Yu. And it is... Cheng Yu. Uh, let's see here. I gotta, sorry, I have to look at the pinyin to figure out the raising, the, the rising and the falling tone. So here we go. Um, Dui Niu Tian Qin. Which means to play a qin, which is a traditional Chinese instrument, to a cow. To play qin to a cow. Oh, it's like music to my ears. Nope. Nope. Mm. Even though animals See, do what, respond is... to instruments, I would say it's the opposite of that. Have you seen... Oh, it sound like it's... Oh, it's like a, it, it's annoying to hear or it's like terrible to hear. Sounds awful. So... Mm, Harsh. Mm, sorry, I, I no, I, I I led you in the wrong direction. That's my fault, buddy. Um, you you gave me an yeah. untranslatable like this that was kind of similar, and it has the same meaning. Can you give me the English again? Yeah, to uh, play a chin to a cow. To serenade someone. No, this is to address the wrong listener. This is like you're playing music that would be enjoyed by humans, but you're not playing it to a human. Oh, 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 okay, okay, right, okay. Right, okay. Because you like, gave me an, it's a like, similar untranslatable. I think I know what you're talking about now. It's like essentially yeah. it's like we're not even on the same wavelength here. Right, right. Okay, okay. Like you're okay. Talking, like, it's like you're talking about astrophysics to an English teacher, right? Did you see, uh, or anyone that's not an astrophysicist, right. did you see the video <laughs> right. that was going viral on social media, the guy with the saxophone that played like on the side of the road and like uh, in uh-uh. front of a farm and a bunch of cows like came up to the fence <laughs> and just ha- stared at him? I haven't seen him. that one. I haven't seen that one, but there's a bunch of them with cows where there, there's this one guy who will play trombone. Uh, and so mm. he was playing when the saints come marching in on his trombone and all the cows came running to the field and their little tails are wagging. It's really cute. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, let's so talk there you sports. Go. I have more translatables, but we'll save them for later. Let's save I want to talk yeah, sports. Yeah, let's save them. Let's talk sports. Sounds good. We've been real chatty this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's I true. miss you, by the way, just so you know. It's same, buddy. It's not, it's, it's been great. And I, on the one hand, I kind of like doing podcasts this way because this is how we started in a way with the Czech Republic and yes. with you being in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. But I started to get used to doing them face to face. It was kind of nice. So I miss you as well. But let's, yeah. let's talk about sports, which is, I would say, one way that we were able to bond a lot when I was in grad school because you'd come yes. almost every other week and we would play soccer. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, why don't we talk about soccer, I guess, since, or football, since it's kind of a, it's a big one around the world. And uh, I think it's definitely worth mentioning today, that's for sure. So for those of you that didn't know, soccer slash football is one of the biggest sports in the world. (laughs) Yep. How is it? Now, we don't need to talk about the fact that it's the biggest sport. Everyone knows that. What I want to know, how did we avoid it here in the United States? I think a lot of it has to do with, and this is not research empirical data, people. This is just my own opinion. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we already have a lot of other sports that were popular mm-hmm. uh, while soccer was popular in the past. So I think, I think that has to do with it. I think uh, the other thing as well is I, I really think a lot of Americans prefer like 
more violent contact sports like football, yeah. American football, and ice hockey, and MMA, and wrestling. And even though people say wrestling's fake, I mean, I'm sure those punches still hurt, and I'm sure those slams still hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. It's fake in the sense that it's written, but they do right. have to actually jump off. They're actually jumping off things and landing on people. That part is very <laughs> right. real. And maybe they find <laughs> right. ways exactly. to not make it like be as painful, but it's still, you know... Right. It's pretty, exactly. It's, it's pretty uh, exactly. taxing on the body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, no, no, I guess that makes on sense. Where, right. Depending on where you get your data, Jared, I've heard anywhere from uh, soccer having over 4 billion fans. I've also heard 5 billion. I have no idea um, what yeah. the actual number is. But it's really it's a hard crazy thing to quantify. That, right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, soccer is huge all over the world. Just look at the World Cup and all the different soccer leagues. I do think it is gaining popularity in the U.S. And I'm yeah. even going to go out on a limb, Jared, and say in the next 20 to 30 years, we might actually be able to do fairly well in the World Cup. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll be eating my words in 20 to 30 years. 20 to 30 years right. so we can be like, right. Right. all right. Well, um, that was, Chad was wrong. Uh, the good thing about soccer, what I have always loved about soccer is, uh, it takes, doesn't take a lot. Like you need a Mm -hmm. ball isn't really that sick. And honestly, you don't even need a soccer ball. I've played soccer with volleyballs, basketballs, tennis balls. Mm -hmm. I've played soccer with everything. And you definitely don't need a goal. Just be like between those two things. Or when we used to play with tennis balls, what we would do would we'd say like, if we were playing on a basketball court, you have to hit the basketball pole. Yep. Or actually, we do that mm-hmm. with soccer balls too. Like the goal is to actually hit the pole. That was oh, the goal right. is to hit the pole. That was um, that was a way we'd play <laughs> as well. And that it, right. and it's it it I think just because of that how simple it is simple it is it's a very easy it's very easy to unify. I mean, when I first moved to Germany, soccer you know even outside of school I played at school and all, but even outside of the school team, soccer was was a huge unifier just for me getting out of my bubble and meeting like the, the not the, like the German kids, not the kids that go to my international school that lived in my neighborhood, but meeting like the, the actual German right. people. Uh, that was a oh, big, yeah. that was a big connector. Like you didn't, you, you see someone playing soccer and you can't help. Like if you, if you're a soccer person and you're, you're like, Oh, can I play? And especially, right. which is hilarious. Cause I was just talking about that at the beginning of this episode, uh, how that's all it takes. And it's funny too, cause as a kid, I've definitely done that a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> right but now it seems ridiculous for some reason you have to embrace your inner child here jared and just i guess so like, let me play i want to play um but yeah so <laughs> soccer soccer is a big one and i can tell you that soccer has definitely gotten bigger in china and there's i see a lot of soccer fields now um i like we drove a, by a couple of them yesterday when i was taking the shuttle from my campus to the downtown campus I have a few students who I've been in touch with that I'm hoping to play soccer with. Apparently, they have a foreign teacher soccer team here. So I have my Sambas. I don't have cleats, but I have my Sambas, so I might try to join that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, and the cool thing about soccer is it's a very, like you mentioned, it's a great way to meet locals. Uh, I had a buddy who uh, spent a few weeks in Mexico and was playing beach soccer with a bunch of people from Mexico and learned a little bit. And there's no learning curve. Right. Like, there's nothing to learn. <laughs> it's just like, try to get the ball into the goal. Right, exactly. Just don't use your hands. That's about it. <laughs> right. Anything yeah, else, with your just foot. don't use your hands and you're good. Right. What, what sport, though, Jared, I was surprised by this. What sport do you think is number two around the world? Hmm. 
I was Number very two. surprised by this. See, I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't have this list pulled up because I did find this list, but I didn't actually look through it. Um, Good. I, I was wondering if you would, so I'm glad you didn't. I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. What is it? What is it? Cricket. Very good. Yeah, it is cricket. Yes. And this is what, and this is what threw me off because you know in the states we don't play cricket. We have baseball, which is similar but different. Um, but apparently yeah. there are around I mean, cr- 2.5 billion cricket fans. Cricket's even more foreign to us than soccer. Like we at least get soccer here, even if no one cares about right. it. Like people know what it is. Like, right. like I have no idea what's going on in cricket. Uh, oh me either. I mean, not me no either. idea, but but like I really and um yeah, but it's I know it's huge in uh I know it's huge in India, I know it's huge in England, I know it's huge mm-hmm. in a good number of African countries too. Um, right. I know it's huge in um I don't know about uh like uh it's huge in all of the sort of like the what do you call like the the is that southeast asian like the india because i know it's also huge in like pakistan too and as yep, well yep yeah india sri lanka bangladesh pakistan australia yeah. it's very big is that southeast I mean, ba- asia is that what you call that yeah i would say so yeah okay, southeast okay. asia yeah um and the funny thing is too is that basically if it was a former british colony it has a flourishing cricket uh that makes culture sense. in the country which doesn't surprise <laughs> me yeah um um and so so yeah i had a buddy from pakistan uh in my grad program with me and uh he was a huge cricket fan uh and he tried to explain it to me and i tell you what man i just did not get it but i've taken a german buddy of mine to a a tigers game and trying to explain baseball to him wasn't easy either and american football is difficult to explain as well so it's weird how when you're in that culture than baseball to to explain I, i I would agree. I would definitely agree. Now, There's number so three, Jared, also... The... Number three also really surprised me. Um, Can and, I guess? And the, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And the list, I will note this, though. This is from worldatlas.com. The, depending on the website you use, the list will be a little bit different. But this is according to their list. What do you think is number three, Jared? I have two thoughts in my head. Okay. I'm going to say Tennis. No, not tennis. <sighs> okay, the other one I was thinking was rugby. Nope, also not rugby. Okay. This one, oh. this one surprised me. Yeah, hockey. What kind of hockey? Oh, so it's not ice hockey. It's not ice hockey. It's field hockey. That surprises me too. Yes, because field hockey was huge. I remember when I lived in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um. And um, like select schools have like a usually a, a girls team here. Like it's usually, it's kind of a girls sport right. in the U.S. That's that's what I don't get. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Is but it's not a girls sport and field around hockey. the world. Exactly, volleyball and field hockey around the world are just considered a just sport. Whereas sports. in the there's states, both, there's men and men's and right. women, women's teams. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah, in the states, as you mentioned, field hockey is associated more as a women's sport, which I don't understand, and volleyball as right. well. And the funny thing is, uh, one of my buddies from Chile, uh, you remember Robert, he was a really good mm-hmm. volleyball player, good tennis player and a good volleyball player. And I remember him asking a couple kids at our school, like, oh, is there a men's volleyball team? And they laughed at him because <laughs> volleyball in, in, at high school in the United States is considered like a women's sport. But it's like if you ever yeah. watch an international volleyball match, men's or women's, it's super intense. 
Like, I really hate yeah. this notion of like a girly sport not being intense because that's not true at all. Field hockey's intense as well. Yeah, and field hockey's super physical too. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, but um, isn't like a isn't like a beach volleyball huge in South America? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know Brazil, yeah. and I know they have a, a great teams, like a national right. teams. Like you always see right. them in the Olympics and stuff, winning. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Number four, Jared, is tennis. Uh, with an estimated okay. 1 billion fans around the world. But see, I think this is based on fans and not by people who play it. So I, I wonder, I'm willing to bet if it was by people playing it, it would be, this would be a very different list. I'll just go through I the list because I'd like that. to Soccer discuss this more though. with you. Absolutely. Number five is volleyball. Number okay. six, I'm very proud of this, table tennis with 875 hmm. million fans around the world. Um, and table tennis is actually fairly big in... A couple countries in Europe and obviously uh, a few different Asian countries, South Korea and China specifically. Basketball is number seven with 825 million fans. Baseball. Okay, I'm going to with you. Uh-huh. I'm shocked yeah. we haven't gone to hockey yet. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it's even in the top 10. I'm not sure. Baseball, we have 500 million. Uh, and then baseball is big in the United States, the Caribbean, Japan, and also South Korea. Now we finally have reached rugby at number nine, 475 million. And number ten is you think it's uh, you think it's hockey, Jared? No, actually I don't. <laughs> it's golf with four hundred and fifty million okay. fans. So hockey is not wow. even in the top ten, and I think that's because now, as I mentioned, this is based on f- number of fans. I think this has to do with the fact that hockey is a North American sport and a Scandinavian sport, and they do have it in Europe. And it's big in the Czech, huge in the Czech Republic, but I think the countries where hockey is big, they don't have nearly as big of a population as countries right. that watch countries. these other sports. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think that would be why. Um, but yeah, but I'm super happy they got Russia, about Russia, though. Russians love right. hockey, don't they? They do. Oh yeah, yes they do. Russians do. Scandinavian countries, uh, Czech Republic, United Canadians, States, Canada. Obviously. Right. I mean, that's kind of the. The, the, the joke, right, is Canadians have maple syrup and they have hockey. There's a lot more in Canada than that, but that's the joke. So, yeah. Um, sure there but is. But it's kind of interesting. So I would like to talk a little bit about table tennis, Jared, because table tennis is okay. important for a few different reasons. And the one reason why I want to talk about table tennis is I'm hoping this will be my segue to learn a little bit of Chinese and meet some other people here um, is through table tennis. And China has been a world powerhouse in table tennis for years. Um, But the other main reason why I wanted to bring up table tennis is there's this really interesting story called ping pong diplomacy. Have you ever heard of this before, Jared? Definitely not. So in the 70s, I believe it was in 1972, there was actually an agreement to exchange table tennis players between the United States and China. And this was one of the first steps towards diplomatic relations between the two countries. So (laughs) table tennis was a big contributor to opening up um, the borders to the United States and China. Um, And so it's, it's pretty awesome. So basically because of this, there was a a famous athlete named uh, Deng uh, Yaping, who is regarded as one of the best table tennis players of all time. She was just born one year after the Chinese, uh, the, the, sorry, the Ping Pong uh, Diplomacy Act and started playing when she was five. And she has actually won the most titles of any uh, table tennis player around the world. Um, so, and she has also been voted the Chinese female athlete of the century. 
which is pretty amazing. Oh, wow. Um, That's but, awesome. But I think it's cool because this just shows that um, sports can open up not only social borders between regular people like Jared and I, but also mm-hmm. open up um, ideas of diplomacy and um, and agreement and cooperation between countries. So I think this is really awesome. Um, and in the 70s, the U.S. did have a couple decent players um, that were competing uh, pretty highly at a world level. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about like... Um how you know different aspects of communication like uh for example music we obviously talk about and i think that Mm -hmm. sports is is kind of another one in the sense that like you know you can play a sport with someone pretty effectively and not be able to speak you know either of their uh like you know each other's language just because you know absolutely even if you like you could say pass without even knowing like even if you don't know how to say pass you probably, if someone, if you just heard someone on your team yell something and you look up and see that they're open, you could probably understand what they're getting at. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly. And so, um, it, it it is it is one of those other things where where you can sort of uh, overcome those uh, those language barriers and just be like, well, we can't really talk, but we both can have fun and get to like interact with each other uh, through sports because you know we both love the sport. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so China, as I mentioned, is, has been a powerhouse for a very, very long time in table tennis. And I don't see that changing at all in the near future. But there is one country in Asia that is trying to dethrone China. Do you know which country that is, Jared? Hmm. India. No, South Korea. South okay. Korea has a few very top-ranked players um, right now. And, uh, and so the big one is this, uh, gentleman named, uh, Ju Sehyuk. And what's cool about this guy is he's what Do we you know call him? a defensive player. Oh yeah. We're buddies. We go way back. No, I wish I'd love I don't to mean meet like him. that. Oh. I don't mean like but that. <laughs> of course I know who he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I've, I've never, I've never given Jared my full, the, the full level of nerdness that I have, especially my father has for table tennis, because yeah, I don't we know have, anything about like how much you keep up with it or anything. I just know you like to play, and you've had right. trainers so, well, back in the and day. For, for me, right? For me, it's more about playing it. But my dad is involved in the entire. Like he knows so many random people through table tennis. It's crazy. Um, but the funny Does thing he still is, go is that, like ev- like every uh, week or whatever to that place he goes to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still goes there and plays every week, which is great. Um, But yeah, but the the cool thing is, is my dad has all these DVDs and cassette tapes of all the different China or not China, but uh, um, VHS tapes, not cassette tapes, sorry, VHS tapes and DVDs of um, world championships in, in table tennis, Olympic table tennis. All these different videos. And so I've watched this guy, Ju Sehyuk from South Korea, and he's what we call a defensive player or, or a chopper. And so what these guys do is they stand way far behind the table and they hit the ball back with backspin. And so what this does, Jared, for your opponent is you have to be very patient because basically they will beat you with consistency and they will tire you out because it's much mm. easier in terms of effort for me to chop a ball back than for me to come over the ball and hit it with power. So what happens is if you're an offensive player or an attacker and you play a defensive player, the match will take 
maybe twice or three times as long as a normal match what you're used to. So it really tests right. your patience, your mental fortitude, and your endurance. Um, and it's really mm. fun to watch this guy. And the interesting thing, though, about Juice Hyuk is not only is he a defensive player, but he can also attack. So he primarily plays defense, but then he'll occasionally attack. And it's really cool to watch him go from being way back from the table, chopping the ball or slicing the ball, and then smashing it. So it's really fun to watch him play. Um, and, he's and he probably really has a, a certain level of like an element of surprise because like his opponents know that he's mostly defensive, but then they're also like, is he just about mm-hmm. going to randomly attack now or something? Like, there's always sort of that like looming over. Exactly. Exactly. Like when you play an so, offensive player in table tennis, you can kind of expect to be on your toes and be quick and be ready for the attack. Mm-hmm. But with him, you're right. There's this big element of surprise. You're slow, then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, oh, um, you, you got to be able to react to that. Um, right. Now, I want to ask you this. We've talked about popular mm-hmm. sports. We've talked about sports that we like. What sports do you like to watch live? Or would you like to watch live? Let's do both. One that I've watched a few times live, which was kind of cool, was... Sounds kind of boring, to be honest, but archery. I think it's really cool <laughs> to watch a really boring. skilled archer. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Wait, live? Archery is one. Yeah. Where? Live or live or on television. Um, oh, oh, I'm I in a person by live. Now. In person, in person, definitely, I would, I would be down to watch archery. I think that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Um, but I've also, I've also dabbled a little bit in archery, so I think that's why. Um, I'm also learning though, so a much fun about sport you. to watch live. <laughs> right, right. A fun sport to watch live, though, I think would be uh, curling, just because the <laughs> fact that you have to like, like move the ice. So it, I think it'd be really interesting to watch curling live. I've never seen curling live, but I think that would be really, like- really cool to watch. I feel like it would be interesting, but like I feel like it would get old fast. Yeah, probably probably maybe would. I'm, I think you could watch curling a I'm couple wrong. times and then you'd be all right. Now, a um, sport I don't understand at all, Jared. Though that would be great live would be rugby. I would love to go to a rugby yes. match. What about you? You don't? I I yes, I would love to see rugby. I think I understand it except for the kicking parts. Well, let's put it this way. Nah, okay. I don't. I don't understand. I understand. I understand the sense that you're essentially trying to get a try. Do they call it, which is like a, a, uh-huh. a touchdown in the as we would call it here in American football. In that, right? Um, you can't throw it forward, and they do those sort of lateral and backwards passes, or you can kick it forward. Uh, if you, but I, I don't. Under, I don't really understand the strategy of it. Me either. Me either. Well, we used to play when I played soccer in Germany. We would play um, for as like warm up before, before soccer practice. Actually, you know those red and black uh, like soccer sweat like warm up jackets I have. Uh huh. Yeah. I used to have an I used to have a, another one that was not like one that was branded for my school, and we were playing, mm-hmm. and one of my friends slash teammates grabbed my pocket, <laughs> uh-huh. and just ripped the entire pocket off my jacket or just just rip the entire side off my jacket but yes i love rugby that would be a fun one to see i i'd agree with that um well you know one i would love to see so i've been to soccer games i've been to 
MLS games, which is a Major League Soccer, the American Soccer League. Been mm-hmm. to a few of those. One in Dallas, one in uh, San Jose, and uh, that might be it. Maybe one somewhere else. I don't remember. Uh, those are fun. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. to a friendly. I went to a friendly game at the Big House. That was really cool. Uh, you were there too. We didn't go together, did we? No, we didn't go together. No, we but, didn't. But uh, I went with Don, I think. But we hung out after. That's why I was confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Real Madrid versus Man United. But I would like to go to a real uh, European soccer game. It doesn't have to be Premier League. Uh, well, I guess that wasn't Premier League. It was like Champions League stuff. But, you know, it, um, I would like it to be, you know, Premier League, uh, La Liga, um, Bundesliga, Bundesliga, whatever. What's the, yeah, just what's the, the Italian European... one? Yeah, I would uh, like to go to like top right. of the line European soccer oh, that'd game. That would be fun. Or even honestly, or even like Mexico. Like I like I I've had a few friends um, from Mexico, and they say that uh, soccer games in Mexico get I, actually. No, nah, I don't want to go to Mexico. Those sound like they get a little too rambunctious <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, any any country where soccer is a huge sport. I think it's safe to say that the atmosphere at the stadium would be awesome. It would definitely be worth yes. it. Yes. Um, I will say this, though, Jared. What else? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I please. will say this. I, I will say that I think college football game atmospheres in some ways are similar to soccer yes. atmospheres in other countries. Um, but, but it's still not uh, the thing about The thing about football games for me is that they, just, they, all, they last too long. I don't want to... Yeah, like they're like three plus hours. Um, oh yeah, I'm they going last to, a long speaking of, time. Speaking of long games, another s- sporting event I've seen live that I actually enjoy going to, and I'm going to tomorrow. I'm sure you can guess. I mean, given the season, it's pretty easy. Do you want to guess? Football I'm game. going to a football game. Excuse me. Right? No, I'm going football to a baseball game. game. Oh, Tigers game. <laughs> yes, my girlfriend's nice. never been to a baseball game before. What? And okay. And she was like, and she was like, um, and she was like, and I heard there's going to be fireworks at the end. And I, and I was like, yeah, but we're not staying till the end. And I was, she's like, why not? And I was like, <laughs> dude, I was you like, gotta, have you ever been you to a baseball game? the end. If she's I was like, have been. you ever been to a baseball game before? She's like, no. I was like, oh, come on. Like, well, she's not a f- baseball fan. I was like, she's like, how long does a baseball game usually last? Probably like four hours. Yeah. I was like three plus hours. And she's like, oh. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are very uh, long. But here's the deal. I honestly, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to a full baseball game, if ever. Um, I probably have been to a full one, but I love baseball games because they're a great place to hang out. They're a great sport yep. to passively watch, meaning sort mm-hmm. of like watch it as you uh, uh, socialize. It's very, it's a good socializing game sport. Like, I um, would agree. Yeah, like I can't go to a baseball game and not get like a beer, you know. Like it just is. Right. It kind of like I Although always make the joke to my expensive. friends. It is, but I always it's make the joke to friends and stuff yeah. where it's like it's just like a different like you're just kind of paying like it's an expensive cover charge to go to a nice outdoor bar. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It's funny you mentioned that, Jared. My buddy from Germany that I took with me to a Tigers game, he said the same thing. He was like, you know, this seems to me more like a hangout social outing than a like intently yes. watching and like on the edge of your seat. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. And I, there's so much time though, between if, like stuff happening. Right. right. But I would say if she's never been and it's really beautiful, we'll watch the fireworks behind uh, Comerica Park. Just saying, 
You might want to take one for the team here and stay for the whole game. Uh, you might enjoy it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just checking the weather. Well, All right, well, Jared, uh, maybe the we'll The last stay. thing I want to do <laughs> to, to wrap up our sports segment today is I'd like to list off some countries, and I want to see if you can guess the national sports. Yes. So yes. we're going to start with Bhutan. What do you think is the national sport of oh, Bhutan? Jesus. Cricket. No. Archery. Archery. How about, okay. How where about is Barbados? Bhutan? Honestly, I'm going to with you. I don't know where Bhutan is. It's in, it's in, um, isn't it also in Southeastern Asia? I think so. But I, for a second, I was like, oh, Bhutan is also, uh, how do you spell it? B-H-U-T-A-N. Bhutan. Oh, so yeah, it's, archery it's is a their national sport. Bhutan City is in Philippines. Okay. Listen, but uh, <laughs> this huh. is. Anyways. I really regret doing all of this. You asked um, Barbados. Now that Barbados, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess cricket. Very good. Yeah. We were just. How about we were just having that? It seems like, as you mentioned, a heavily British influenced or, or uh, colonized place. Good. It's safe. Safe bet is probably cricket. So now, other than f- uh, football or soccer in Brazil, what is the other main sport in Brazil? Volleyball. No, capoeira, which is a Brazilian-style martial arts. Right. Right. So, but they capoeira. don't actually fight. Uh-huh. Like, I'm are not there sure actual how it works, like? Yeah. Because I know it's like a dance fight thing, but do they? Is are there actually like right like actual fights? That would be cool to see if they were fighting like that. I don't know enough about it to tell you, buddy. Um, I'm not sure. By the That's way, a great one, question. An, another sport I had on my list of want to see live, obviously Formula One, mm-hmm. but um, was either boxing or like UFC or wrestling or something. I've, I'm not That'd a big fan sweet. of those sports. Like I don't watch any mm-hmm. of them, but I feel like at least one time it would be cool to experience something like that. All right, give me another country. Oh, it would be awesome to see that live. Estonia. Equestrian. Basketball. Okay. Oh. Basketball in Estonia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was a tricky one. That's why I picked it. Let me let me see if I can find another good one for you. Um, ooh. Uh, no, that's unfair. You won't get that. But in Ireland, their national sport is the Gaelic Games. You wouldn't have gotten that one. Um, is that where they Japan, like take a rock Jared? and put it onto a higher... Uh, <laughs> or is that Scottish? The Atlas Stones? I'm not sure if the Atlas Stones... I know... I. Yeah, I'm not sure which ones are Scottish and Irish now that you mentioned that. Yeah, so I'm not even going to say. What about Japan, Jared? <laughs> what are the national sports of Japan? There's two of them. Uh, soccer? Nope. Huh. Um, ping pong? Nope. In table, Japan, it is tennis? sumo wrestling and oh, baseball. Of course. Yep. Oh, sumo of wrestling and baseball. I should have known yep. that. Yep. Both of those are, as right. I hear, it's like, duh. <laughs> Right. All right, Jerry. The uh, last one I'll give you today is Scotland. Scotland. What is the national Scotland. sport of Scotland? Um, drinking. No, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. That might be Ireland, actually. I think um, the maybe Scottish are known to th- pour, take a few back as well. Uh, um, right. Scotland. Not soccer. You don't hear anything. I don't. Does Scotland even have a soccer team? Um, I don't know. I national think, I think sports. They do. Golf. Golf, buddy. Uh, there you go. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course. Yep. Golf. 
Now, we could talk about sports all day, Jared, but now I think it's important yes. to talk about some tunes that will get you amped up to go play some sports with some yeah. people. So let's talk about our song of the pod for today, Jared, which is This what? song might not get you amped up, by the way, but it's you a don't good think song. So? I don't know if it gives me it amped you up. up. That doesn't pump me up. Maybe it pumps me up to do okay. capoeira. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I don't know about uh, I don't know if it would be pump me up for like a, an intense sport. Uh, Jorge Ben is his name, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the song is called uh, Ponta de. How do you pronounce that word? Lanca. I think. Lanza. Lancha. Uh, one or the other. Africa. Cano. And I'm just guessing, but it's Brazilian, right? I actually don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, okay. it, is, it is Brazilian. And, and a lot of people will refer to the song as Umba Barumba is kind of the, I think, what oh, the other yeah, they name that people repeat call that here and there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so, I don't know, I picked this song because I, I went online and I was looking up, uh, I love the sound of Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, or Portuguese, I guess, as some would say. <laughs> I probably don't pronounce that right. But anyways, um, <laughs> and I wanted to find one. And, and the, the clear, obvious one would have been um, uh, Mas Que Nada. Um, that's a, I think it's been in a lot of soccer videos on YouTube, and I wanted to do something different. Is that so like, I found uh, this one. Da, da, yep. da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, Mas Que Nada. Like the, remember yeah, the uh, Yoga Bonita video? Is that exactly, what it was called? Exactly, yeah, 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 Yoga Bonito, yeah, uh-huh. Um, oh, but yeah, I, used so I, love this the, I used to love those back in the day. They're great videos. Um, but anyways, so this song, though, it's, it's uh, I think in the 70s is when it originally came out, and it was a super big hit, and they would play it um, before soccer games in Brazil, and it was really popular. Um, and oh, it's a cool song. Yeah, it's a cool song musically because it it blends elements of Brazilian music, also um, Afrobeat. And I think there's a hint yes. of like psychedelia in there too. Like it's a really cool song. I get it's what got you're a saying. lot going on. Yeah. That's what are what your I thoughts love, on it, Jared? Well, that's what I love about, uh, you actually kind of took one of the things from me, you thief. That's what I like about um, like a lot of South American music um, is that there is, they, they have a lot of influences. So there is the mm-hmm. heavy, you know, uh, Latin American influence and sort of the Spanish influence. But then there's also heavy uh, African influences in South America as well, too. And uh, it, they, it, 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 you know, causes a lot of cool sort of like uh, musical fusions. And this seems like one of them to me. Absolutely. And it I, is. I liked it's it a great. lot. Yeah, it's fantastic. So if you're about to go play a little football, go ahead and give mm-hmm. this a listen. It's a fantastic song, Umba Barumba or Ponta de Lanza Africano by uh, Jorge, I think it's, well, I don't know if it's George or Jorge Ben. So check that out. I have a lot of questions for Andrea to ask. Um, but yeah, so check that out. <laughs> it's a great song and we hope you enjoy it. So yes. speaking of mispronouncing words, now it's time for my Chinese uh, yes, word of the pod for today. Of that today. Right. Yes, we have. Honestly, um, most episodes. Just, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So my Chinese word for you today, Jared, is, uh, well, it looks like two words, but it's, I th- believe it's one word. It is tu. Tu means sports in Chinese. Okay. Now, my Spanish word, I want to see if you know what it is. Los okay. deportes. Deportes, excuse me. No, deportes, I believe. That's also sports, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, that's also sports. Yeah, yeah. I, only, I only know that because of ESPN Deportes. Well, oh right, I, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. I was going to do like a fan, 
But mm-hmm. at first I asked my girlfriend what is fan and she said fan, but that's like a fan of like an actor or something. So then she okay. looked up um like fan of a sports. Like a sports fan. It seems like yeah. they just say like soy day and then the team or the sport. Okay. Or Makes like the sense, person. I guess. Like like you're like I right. like I am of this team or something. So I was right. like, all right, I'll just say sports. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Well, Jerry, I yeah. got a couple of corny jokes for you today. So here we go. Okay. Let's get started. Why did the coach, why did the football coach, the American football coach, go back to the bank? Uh, why is that? To get his quarterback. Uh, how did I not get that one? Even though, let's be real, if it's a football coach in America, at least pro or college level, they don't care about a quarter because they're making bank. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. That yeah, even the college sure. people. So, Jared, this joke goes against me a bit as a person because I'm a tennis player, but why shouldn't you marry a tennis player? Mm, um, I don't know. Because love means nothing to them. <laughs> oh, is, what does love mean? Could you- love means zero in tennis. I don't know oh, why so, they oh, use that so term. It's like- 40 love, love means zero zero yeah or 40, like 40 love to zero, 40, zero. Mm-hmm. yeah so wh- okay so could you and this is a weird tangent could you quickly go through the scoring of tennis for me sure so you have love then you have 15 then you have 30 then you have 40 then you win the game or if it's tied at 40 they call it a deuce and then so say if we were playing tennis and we have a deuce if i am serving to you okay Mm-hmm. We, we play out the deuce point, and you win the point. Then I would say add out or advantage out because you have the advantage. If I win the point as the server, I will say add in. So add in means so, the server is winning the deuce. Add out means the returner is winning the deuce. So if you're on a deuce, do both sides have a chance to serve? No. No. So in tennis, you serve the entire game. And then the, the way you call the score is so if I was serving to you, and if I win the first point, because I play tennis, it would be 15 love, right? <laughs> if I, I could take you. I'm like, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> Here we I go. I played tennis like three out. times in my life. Another like, call I got it. Come on. I feel like, you, wouldn't be, I feel like you, you could definitely hang in tennis. If, if I showed you the pointers, you're a good athlete. But anyway, so back to the scoring. So 15, so the, so the, the call of the score, the, the first score, 15 love, 15 is always the server. So 15 love would be I have 15, you have zero. If it was 15, 15, that means I have 15, you have 15. If it's 15, 30, that means I am losing the game currently. I have 15, you have 30. So you would have in theory kind of like two points, right? If it was 40, 30, uh, I would be up and then I would have a game point, right? So it's a little confusing. Oh, wait, so only, only one person serves the whole game? The whole, the whole game, but not in the whole match. So I would oh, serve so one game. game. There's, oh, that's yes. right. They pay like best three out of five or whatever. No. So to win a set would be to the first person that reaches six games. It's very confusing. You really opened up a six can of games with this one. Six, Jesus six games. Christ. Yeah, the first one is six games. That's why some sets, like there was a, I think the longest set in Wimbledon was set by Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. I think it was like four hours or three hours or something like that. That was just one set. You in in a oh, wait, they normal do it all tournament. In one day? Yeah. Yeah, usually. Jesus Unless there's a rain Christ. delay or, or 
something. Yeah, that sounds yeah. exhausting. <laughs> you have to be in great shape to be a tennis player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so oh to win a match, God. you usually need to win two out of three sets. If it's a major, like the Australian Open, U.S. Open, French Open, or Wimbledon, you have to win three out of five sets for men. So hmm. it can be a long match for sure. Um, but well, yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I remember the last, got, whatever that last one was, was super long. Exactly. Anyways, I got one last joke for you, Jared. Why are all professional athletes bilingual? Uh, why is that? Because they speak their native tongue and they're also fluent in profanity. Profanity? Like swearing? No, I understand. I just don't like the joke. <laughs> <laughs> you've never sworn when you've played sports? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Of course. Of course. I used to, I, I, used, never to, really had, I, like, I used to swear a lot in German when I would play tennis. <laughs> No, nah, I wasn't a. Uh, no, nah, okay, maybe I did. Look, I don't know. Look, folks. Look, folks. Jared's a gentleman. He's not an old, uncultured yeah, individual like me. That's for sure. Well, Slip Jared, it on I think it's piss. time to wrap up this episode with a quote of the pod. And I think the the key thing here with all these sports in different countries, obviously, there are very different traditions. Which sports are popular? Um, you know, which sports are more popular around the world than others. But I think the key here is to don't be afraid to try out new sports, watch new sports. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to get into a different culture, make friends and have a lot of fun. So try out different sports, watch different sports, and we hope you all have a great time. So now it's time to, it's time to close out the episode. uh, Sorry, go ahead, Jared. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. Shut the fuck up, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> see this this internet issue has been making like screwing me up because i'll go to say yeah. something and you lag for a second um right trying to be fair oh, yeah everybody. just to everyone out there uh we're doing this through a real shoddy internet connection yeah that's why hey, that's why chad doesn't you, let people. me speak <laughs> it's not because i'm a giant asshole i'm only an asshole sometimes that's for sure so yeah so we hope you've enjoyed this episode about sports i'm sure we'll have to do another one in the near future as well just because this for was sure. a lot of fun and there's a lot more we can discuss I as would well like, maybe we should go ahead i would like to do one where we maybe sp- focus on a specific sport like obviously i'd like to do one on like uh, table tennis for example absolutely i agree 100 percent. and another one we should do are obscure sports that you might not know about because I found a list of sports uh, yes. and half of these I've never even like read the name of them before. <laughs> like a couple of them were like traditional wrestling in like Iran, I believe was like one country. And it's like, I don't even know what the rules are, how that's different right. from other types of wrestling. So we should do one of like unique or ob- I don't like using the term obscure. Let's stick with unique, unique sports in different countries would be a lot of fun, but I agree with you. We should okay. definitely do some sports focused I would love to nerd out on table tennis. Give me some time to actually play some table tennis here in China. Before we do that one, I can try yeah. to do some research on the ground. For sure. And also learn some Chinese uh, vocab related to table tennis. But yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed yes. this episode about sports. We hope this will motivate you and inspire you, you to betcha. check out a new sport. Or just get out there and move around a little bit. Stay happy and healthy. So we hope you've enjoyed. We really mm-hmm. appreciate the support. And if there are any sports or anything you would like us to cover on our next or future episodes, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. Check out our Instagram for clips and different pictures. 
of what Jared and I have been up to lately. There's definitely some beautiful sunset photos of Ludington, Michigan, and a couple up of Genon as yes. well. We need to do a better job of taking some photos while I'm here. But anyways, we thank you all so much. And lastly, do not forget five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, and shush. Sure, sure.